High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome, surfers, ninjas, ex-rappers turned cops. Oh, and an extra special shout-out to foreign mercenaries out there who are now somehow cyborg dictators of a land far, far away. This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez. And the party's at my place this evening. But first, your sophomore year is still in session. And we have some homework to chat about. This was your assignment. And I would like to see the results. So our guest last week was Kate Hudson. You know her from Pajiba or her guest spots on this show. And she said something about last week's film that I don't know if I believed her or not. I certainly would never have believed it before I watched the film, but the film was Twilight, and she kind of implied that it would linger on me. I'd keep thinking about it. That first watch was probably going to be my quote-unquote worst watch. And you know what? I can't believe it, but she's right. That Twilight episode was so fun and so awesome, and once I got to talking about it, I was like, I'm in. Maybe I'm not in for the same reasons as all the... uh, Team Jacob, Team Edward people are. But I'm in. I want to see what happens next in that crazy, crazy story. And if you missed that episode for whatever reason, I get it. New year, new you. Maybe you swore off podcasts, but guess what? You're back. Because clearly you're listening right now. But if you missed last week's episode, go back and listen to it. It's awesome. And of course, you can listen to it at cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. That's our home. That's our flagship. That's the website where you can... You know, find the archives of all past shows and check out some other great shows on the network. There are a lot of, lot of awesome shows, including the shows that debut with me on Friday. As Fridays are for fun, guys. Don't forget. So, you know, you want to know what those shows are if you haven't been listening, if you haven't been having as much fun on Friday as you should have been? Well, it's alternating. Sometimes it's Cruise Club, the Tom Cruise podcast. Sometimes it's Hanks for the Memories, the Tom Hanks podcast. They, of course, are a part of the larger Tom Tom Club universe. And they are both hosted by the great Michael Manzi and the great Joey Lewandowski, the godfather of the Cage Club Network. Of course, you can listen to that show and this show and every other show on the Cage Club Podcast Network on Google Play, Spotify, Apple Podcast and Stitcher. And while you're on one of these apps, why don't you go ahead and give us a nice little, uh, hmm, a nice little five-star review. Maybe a uh, nice little 
rating, maybe five-star rating. You could write five stars in the review. I don't know, something positive. All that helps the algorithm. All that helps so much. But you know what else helps? Maybe the most important way you can help High School Slumber Party. It's by telling a friend about all the awesome things we're doing here and how much fun we're going to have as we continue our sophomore year in 2020. Uh-uh-uh. I didn't forget about your other homework. It was a relatively easy one. I don't know if you've heard of this movie or not. Surf Ninjas. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. If you have, I can guess your age. And if you haven't, I can guess what age you're not. <laughs> but it's super easy to watch. You don't even have to pay anything. Someone uploaded it to YouTube, and I couldn't find it anywhere anyway unless you bought the DVD. So I encourage buying the DVD because I want to reward the actors and the producers. But if you can't get to it and you just want to celebrate this movie, well, you could just YouTube Surf Ninjas. And I had a feeling this might happen with this movie. Because, again, not a popular movie, at least I didn't think. But once I started posting things about it, like our poster Wednesday on social media, or uh, I like to just post little teaser photos. And by the way, our social media, Instagram, Facebook, and of course, Twitter. Remember, guys, class participation is important. I want to hear from you guys. And I guess that's my point. I have been hearing from you guys about this film, Surf Ninjas. It's been a, you know, a buzz, and people have been like texting me and you know, sliding into my DMs, be like, oh, you're doing Surf Ninjas? That's so cool. That's so cool. People are excited for this one. And, you know, I, I, again, I kind of had a feeling it would happen, but I wasn't sure because no one knows this movie, and we'll go into it in the podcast. My guest, of course, is Chris Carroll. He's awesome. We love having him here. He's been on the Mighty Ducks D3 episode. He's been on a bunch of other episodes, and he really enjoys this movie. You know, it's in a wheelhouse. If you grew up when I grew up, you kind of rented this movie. It just was kind of a thing. And someone else who grew up in that era, of course, someone who I've had a show with, someone who is also on the Cage Club Podcast Network, that's Kyle Reinfried of Foodie Films. I mentioned that, well, I mentioned a really cool thing that happened on Instagram. Ernie Reyes Jr., who is the star of this film, actually liked the post. And I know you shouldn't, you know, measure your life in likes, especially by celebrities, but really, really excited about that. And yeah, yeah, screw you, John Cusack. Some people who are in high school movies appreciate this show. And if you're not familiar with it, guys, Shame on you, but John Cusack has blocked this show on Twitter since, like, week one or week two. It's very, very sad. I don't want to talk about it anymore. But Kyle Reinfried reached out, and he was like, hey, I love Surf Ninjas. That's one of my favorite films as a kid. I was like, oh, great, can't wait for you to listen. Your buddy Chris Carroll is on. And, you know, he told me that a lot of people don't appreciate this movie. I wasn't aware, but this was actually covered on that very famous podcast, How Did This Get Made? And, you know, they weren't flattering to it. Kyle was a little bit upset with it. I'll listen to it and see. But I I just came to the conclusion that, again, if you have seen the film, if you grew up with this film, it's it's fun, you know? It's harmless. I don't want to say great because it's not great, but it's just, it's something that, nostalgia. I'm not the biggest, oh, nostalgia guy. But I do host a podcast based on nostalgia, so I can't really say that. 
But the nostalgia, the nostalgia flame was burning inside me when I watched this film. And I think it was for Chris, too. So we had a blast on this episode. And those other podcasts that like to find movies and pick them apart, it's funny for a while. And I've done it, too. I've watched movies, The Kissing Booth, which, by the way, the sequel's coming out soon. Yuck. <laughs> Can't wait for the sequel to All the Boys I Loved Before, though. Anyway, tangent over. I've picked apart movies on here before that I didn't like. But you know what? I have the most fun finding movies I do like and finding things about movies that maybe I didn't think I liked, but then I realized I did like. You know, all about the positive here, especially 2020. It's going to be a year of positive. So this is going to be largely a positive episode. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you. But don't worry. I'm not going to keep you too much longer. I do want you to... Obviously, listen to the episode if you've come this far, but I want you to stick around for after the episode because I have a really, really important message that I want to discuss and talk about, and you know, I feel kind of helpless, but definitely, definitely stick around for the end of the episode. But without further ado, pack your favorite jammies, tell your mother you're sleeping over Brian's, because we're about to get our party on. I leave you with, well, if you've seen the film, you probably know the song. That's the Beach Boys, Barbara Ann. Class dismissed. Chris, welcome back. Happy New Year. Feel like this film we're talking about today, I don't know. I, I like gave you a list of films. Like, are any of these appealing to you? And for some reason, I don't know. I felt like you had definitely seen this one because. It's in your wheelhouse, like, it's in my wheelhouse, too. I feel like if you were a kid of a certain generation, you definitely at least rented this film. The film today is Surf Ninjas, but of course the guest is Chris Carroll. Chris, how was your new year? Thank you. My my new year was okay. I didn't do much. So. <laughs> Exciting stuff, riveting yeah. stuff. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this was one of my, uh, me and my brother's go-to VHS tapes, actually, as a kid. Before that, introduce yourself. So I'm um, Christopher Carroll. I went to uh, Northern Valley, Old Tapan. We were the Golden Knights. No, not the Golden Knights. We're yeah, the, we were the Golden oh, Knights. Oh, we were the yeah, Golden Knights. Before Vegas. They got me messed up with the Vegas thing, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I graduated in 2005. And of course you've been on uh, multiple episodes, starting with Mighty Ducks and Airborne and... What was the other one? Gleaming the Cube. Yeah, Gleaming the Cube. And I feel like there's always a theme with these. Like, hockey's not an extreme sport, obviously, but there's like roller rollerblading in that one of course airborne rollerblading and then gleaming the cube skateboarding and i don't know if it's just you enjoy these things and I, you do but also like kids in the 90s enjoyed these things yeah they, they were definitely uh some of my favorite things to do i loved rollerblading 
Still do? Still do? Yeah, I do. I just <laughs> actually just got a new pair of Mars blades. Tell everyone what that is, Chris. It's uh, <laughs> it's a roller blade, but it kind of simulates the motion of an ice skate. When I play ice hockey now and I roller blade, I'm all messed up the first time I go back. It makes the transitioning between the two pretty easy. So you're like you're like the Mighty Ducks, or you're like Rocket Power. <laughs> yeah, I always hated Rocket Power. Rocket Rocket Power was, I don't know, I, I didn't get into it. I know a lot of people who did, but Rocket Power was such a, I don't want to say ploy, but like such a way to like, let's get the extreme kids to watch Nickelodeon again. Yeah, I felt like it was just for posers. Like, <laughs> I hate the word poser too, but that Rocket but, Power is definitely a poser show. But poser's a term of the era, I feel like. Yeah. I was thinking about Rocket Power the other day because there was this meme when it's like the first stoners you ever knew and it showed like the Rocket Power kids. <laughs> That would actually be a pretty accurate description. They definitely would grow up to be stoners. <laughs> Rocket power. But this film is a surf film. Of course, it's called Surf Ninjas. And I'll ask you two questions. Have you ever surfed? Did you ever get into surfing? Uh, no, I, I used to boogie board. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel like that was the Boogie thing. board's like surfing for people who can't surf. So. <laughs> and have you ever been a ninja? No. Never been a ninja. I did take karate, and I got a white belt with two yellow stripes. That's one stripe away from the yellow belt, which is the second level. I, I know who I want to bring to a fight. I didn't learn much. <laughs> and this was last year, right? No, this was when I was like 10 years old. So Surf Ninjas, like you said, VHS, and this is one of these films, like a lot of films that you're honestly on for this podcast, that if you're of a certain generation, you definitely know, but if you're not, I doubt you've ever even heard of. So what's your history with Surf Ninjas? We had it on VHS, and we'd watch this movie a lot. This, when you were a kid back then, we didn't have Netflix or stuff like that, so you had the movies you had, and you'd watch them a lot. So. <laughs> it's true. And this one, I don't remember it being in the theaters. I do remember my uncle renting it for like me and my brother to watch, and he totally thought it was Three Ninjas. Yeah, well, I was going to say, this is much better, in my opinion, than really? Three Ninjas. I don't really like Three Ninjas. I haven't seen Three Ninjas in a really long time. I don't think it's a high school film. It's not going to hold up when you watch it, either. <laughs> well, the third one has one of your favorites, Hulk Hogan. Yeah, that one's awful. <laughs> they go to, like, amusement park or something. I can't, I can't even remember it, but it's not good. It was Three Ninjas, and I think Three Ninjas kick back, and then Three Ninjas, Hulk Hogan, something. I think Mega Mountain, something like that. I don't know. But... I think this movie often gets confused for Three Ninjas. Yeah, when I when I looked up, watched Surf Ninjas, Three Ninjas came up. <laughs> At least the ninjas in this, um, not to be racist, are Asian. Um, yeah, not white kids. <laughs> it's almost like The Last Samurai, but like Three Ninjas, Three Little White Kids. But no, Surf Ninjas, I, my uncle rented it for me, and I remember really liking it at the time. And well, a mutual friend of ours, Mike Rivera, who's been at the podcast, I remember talking about it with him at school. <laughs> it's one of these things where it's like, oh, you've seen that movie too? But I don't ever remember, again, this movie being like popular. Yeah, no, it definitely wasn't that big, but one of my friends from work, he made a uh, Surf Ninjas reference not too long ago. Really? Yeah, so we're not the only ones who've seen it. <laughs> 
What was the reference? Do you remember? I, I don't even remember. I just remember him talking about it. What could it have even been? <laughs> but, uh, you know, a little background on this film. Well, you mentioned the VHS thing, and let me read the back of the VHS as I do every week. Because it would probably help most of you out there who are like, what the hell is this movie? Surf's up! And so is the tidal wave of hilarious, head-spinning martial arts action and laughs in this outrageous fantasy adventure starring Ernie Reyes Jr., Leslie Nielsen, R- Rob Schneider, and Tone Loke. It's Tone Loke, right? Or Tone Locke? I think it's Tone Loke. Loke? Okay, that's what I thought, right? <laughs> Life is a beach for laid-back California surf teens Johnny and Adam until the two brothers discover they're actually long-lost princes of a South Sea Island paradise. Unfortunately, between the boys and their destiny stands the island's demented despot, Colonel Chi. (laughs) Half man, half machine, all bad. With the help of some oddball allies and some very cool ancient magic, the two brothers are transformed from mere surfers into way awesome ninja super dudes. Join our heroes' comical quest for freedom, justice, and some primo wave shredding action in Surf Ninjas. A lot of uh, 90s language in there. A lot of 90s language in this film. Talk about this a lot on this podcast. There are high school movies that I feel like are more for adults, that like adults watch, and like, you know, either it's a comedy or relate to it. There are high school movies for high schoolers, and there are high school movies for like kids, you know? I I feel like a lot of the ones that you've been on this uh, for are the ones for kids. This is certainly a kids movie. Yeah, but honestly, I watched it again last night, and I wasn't bored. Like, maybe it was just the nostalgia but I, I enjoyed it a little bit. I didn't think it was amazing, but it kept it kept me entertained. I mean, yeah, it's short. It's harmless. Ugh, and we mentioned a little bit of the cast there. But before we talk about the cast, I want to talk about the genesis, no pun intended, actually, of this film. I don't know if you know or you're familiar with this, but this film was written and created as essentially a push of a Sega Game Gear game. Yeah, I had Game Gear. Did you ever have this game? What, Shinobi? Or Surf Ninjas? No, it's called Surf Ninjas. I didn't know they made a Surf Ninjas Yeah, and it came out like around the same time. Basically, like, Nintendo had, like, lockdown on a lot of the video. Like, there was a Super Mario Brothers movie. And not that... I know there was, like, a Turtles game, but Turtles had, like, the toys and the cartoons. And this was, like, Sega's kind of attempt pre-Sonic, by the way, because that Sonic movie is coming out that everyone thinks is going to be shitty. But... (laughs) Uh, pre that, like this was one of Sega's ways of like a game movie tie-in. So Chris, on my laptop right now, I have what the game looked like. Yeah, I had no idea it was a game. <laughs> I didn't either. I didn't either till I was like looking this up. And it's interesting, right? Like as well, first of all, like I'm not like a big game guy. I find it so interesting that like I used to like want to beat these games as a kid and now you go on YouTube and someone's like played through the entire thing. Yeah, in one shot. <laughs> Which is crazy. But uh yeah, so we were just watching a YouTube video of someone playing through this game on Game Gear. Like you said, I didn't know it was a game either. But if you notice, as we like scrolled through quickly, 
like all the levels are things that happen in this movie. That's because the game and the movie were written at the same time. Like like the Turtles movie, right? Like that was after the cartoon and the toys and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if you think about like the movie in that context, it's like heavily influenced by that because there are a lot of like places they go and scenes and scenery that you'll see repeated in this game that probably no one played. Yeah, I actually got Game Gear from my uncle. I know this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but my uncle bribed me and my brother to get Game Gear by going to Kumon Math. I don't know if you know <laughs> Kumon Math. But uh, Game Gear was way better than Game Boy, too. You think so? It had the screen lit up. Like, Game Boy used to have to use the stupid magnifying glass and the, the oh, light. Oh, true. The Game Gear was so much better. I'm, and I think a Game Boy, for some reason, I think of like the later generation, like Game Boy Colors and stuff. With the original Game Boy, you're right. It was like a calculator. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> I wasn't so much of like the handheld console guy. I had like Super Nintendo and then, I don't know, I think PlayStation and, and stuff like that. But I was never like a handheld guy. It was always cool to me, but I just I didn't have a cool uncle, I guess, who made me do Kumon math. Yeah, Game Gear was... It was pretty rough on the batteries, though, too. It would like it would burn through batteries because <laughs> I think it was too powerful. I wonder what kind of batteries it even had. I think it had like six AA batteries. Oh, wow. Yeah, it, was... it wasn't like a 9 volt or something. No. <laughs> I mean, this is random, but on Christmas, like, I have some little cousins and I was thinking about it. Like, batteries as a kid were so much more, like, we'd use so many more things with batteries than we do today. Well, yeah, now everything has like a rechargeable battery. Yeah. You used to, like, get a gift, and, like, if your parents didn't buy the batteries, it was, like, so disappointing. Well, yeah, they would always, everything said batteries not included on it. <laughs> I wonder why it, like, had to say that. You know, there's, like, some, like, angry parents one year were like, yeah. what, the, what the hell? There, there was definitely outrage. Like, if it was these days, there would be, like, Twitter outrage. Where's the batteries? <laughs> yeah, that was, like, a pre-Twitter outrage. Like, what? This Teddy Ruxman's not working. <laughs> My child's crying. <laughs> so, yeah, so... If you think of this movie in that context, it makes a little bit more sense, even though it kind of doesn't make sense plot-wise. <laughs> Let's talk about this cast quick. So the star is Ernie Reyes Jr., plays Johnny, and he was really more known for his stunt work. Even at the time, he's not like a high schooler, but he's like in his early 20s. But he was an in-demand stunt person. He was like one of the turtles, I believe. He's... Definitely either Leonardo or Michelangelo. I, I couldn't remember exactly which one, but I recognize his voice. Which is crazy, right? Like, yeah. Um, I mean, and he's had some live action stuff, but apparently he's still an active stuntman till this day. There's a scene where he takes his shirt off oh and he's shredded. He's ripped, like yeah. more ripped than any high schooler I've ever seen. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and his brother is played by Nicholas Cowan. Funny enough, Slash Film, which is like a big film website, interviewed him like two or three years ago. And I was like, what? About what? Surf Ninjas? Yeah, about Surf Ninjas, because he wasn't in much else. What a blast from the past. So Nick Cowan, I learned from this interview, no longer an actor. It must have been cool to be like a kid and be in this movie, but he is currently a graphic designer and illustrator. Interesting. Very different career path. On Wikipedia is like where I really learned, and like uh, some other places, and like IMDb where I really learned about the Sega connection. But in the interview with Nick Cowan, he mentions that like Sega actually bankrolled the entire film. <laughs> they probably lost money, honestly. But it was worth a shot. I don't, I don't think Game Gear did very well. I was the only person I knew who had it. Like, Sega was always number two. Yeah. Like, even when, like, Sega Genesis, which is super popular, 
it still was like the alternative to Nintendo. They made a Sega Nomad, which was a handheld Sega Genesis, and you could put the actual games in it. Really? Yeah. You didn't know that? <laughs> I briefly had Sega Saturn. Oh, that shit sucked. It's the worst. <laughs> you know, we're not going to go through everyone in the cast, because most of these people are relative unknowns. I will mention, though, uh, Rob Schneider as Iggy, I... as another high schooler with this, like, orange hair. And by the way, I'm sure you're not surprised, but he was 30 when he was playing Oh, really? This. He was that old? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> I think this is his best role. Besides, besides the Bellman in Home Alone 2, <laughs> this is this is his top movie. Well, this is around Home Alone 2, right? And we're supposed to believe that he's, like, the Bellman there, but here he's, like, a high school kid. He doesn't look 30, though. Maybe that, that's the Filipino in him. He looks pretty young. <laughs> why is his hair that color? I don't understand. I, I don't know why they maybe chose it was that. like a Maybe there's a character in the game that's like him and he had to match it. I don't know. But another Rob Schneider film here on this podcast. We previously covered The Hot Chick, that glorious film. And now... <laughs> that's a classic. I saw it in the movie theater. I did too, actually. Um, and I said it like at the time. The Hot Chick was... Like released at a time that like guys like you and I are, are like in the perfect wheelhouse to go see like almost every movie in the theater because it's just like oh what do you want to do let's go to the movies kind of thing so yeah pretty I much think... everyone I know has seen the hot chick and everyone I know has maybe not seen Surf Ninjas but a lot of people do and Rob Schneider I didn't even remember he was in this film I was like oh shit it's Rob Schneider oh no I knew he was in it <laughs> I'll never forget him someone I knew was in the film but like i guess i didn't remember what his character was was leslie nielsen yeah i, I like kind of knew he was in the movie but i i didn't remember him i was just watching naked gun the other day oh i love naked he's, gun. he's a great comedian <laughs> he makes some bad mo- movies but some of his parody movies are amazing yeah just amazing i watched all the naked guns recently for uh, mike manzi's podcast he hosts another podcast on the network third time's a charm the recording kind of got messed up, so that episode never got released on Naked Gun 3. Was it like 33 and a third or something? Yeah, yeah, 33 and a third. That was not the best one, but I had to watch all of them like for that podcast. And, and OJ's in it, too. It's OJ's great. in all of them, as yeah. Norberg. <laughs> oh, but Leslie Nielsen's a classic. Like, There's just so many great, you know, from Airplane to more, I don't want to say modern stuff, but more like, I say modern, but like 90s stuff. Like, Leslie Nielsen movies are kind of some of the first comedies I got into, because... I don't know. Like they're easy to digest as a kid and as an adult. Look, they're stupid as hell, but still, I laugh. I still laugh at them. I know he's in he's in some space odyssey like <laughs> make fun of movie, but oh, I never saw that. I one. bought it at uh, I well, I bought what I thought was that at a weird garage sale, and it was like a, I think these people used to own a video store, and it's like a blank tape, and it says two. I think it's the two thousand one Space Odyssey, and I start playing, and I'm thinking I'm gonna watch like a Leslie Nielsen movie, and I don't even know what that movie was. Instead, I, I know it's like a classic. Instead, movie. it was a Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, classic. I'd never and seen you... the movie, and I'm like, what is this? Considered one of the greatest films of all time, but you were yeah. disappointed that it wasn't we, the Leslie Nielsen. Parody. That was me, Wes, and Kyle. And we actually got this old porn movie, The Pink Lagoon, at that garage sale. Oh, The Pink Lagoon. I, think we, I don't know if they let us buy it. I think we just saw the case. But I'll never forget seeing that Pink Lagoon case at that garage sale. That's actually, there's that story about me asking Kyle's mom to make me brownies at 2 a.m. Yeah. That's that same night where we went to the garage sale and bought those videotapes. That's when I got that videotape. You can't assume everyone's listened to every episode of High School Slumber Party. Yeah, that's true. I actually 
love that story. Yeah, it's a good one, but everybody's going to be like, what is this guy talking about <laughs> videotapes and brownie stories at 2 a.m.? No, famously, everyone knows Kyle, the foodie films man, my co-host on P.S. I Love Hoffman, been on this show a ton of times, and Kyle's sweet mom, Mary Reinfried. She doesn't listen to my show, but she listens to my show when Kyle's on, I think. But he's not today. <laughs> but uh, what time was it? I mean, there's been a debate about what time it, it was. It was late. I- I think it was around 2 a.m. It was really late. That's what I want to believe. It was around yeah. 2 a.m. And she was definitely, because I've been to Kyle's when I was, like now, of course, but when I was younger. And I know she would come in and check in. And it wasn't just like, hey, how are you doing? It was more like, not in a nice way, like to be like, are you guys leaving? You know, kind of thing. Or like, like what's going on? Maybe you're being loud. Who knows? She's just checking in, right? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong with this story. And she's like, oh, do you guys need anything? Yeah, she like asked if we wanted like cookies or anything. And everybody sh- would have been like, nah, we're good. And, and I'm like, oh, I could have some cookies. And then she made us like brownies at 2 a.m. I, I didn't have much like awareness. Made. Yeah, made. Like from scratch, like baking, <laughs> putting them in the oven. It's not like she opened a box of Entenmann's. Like she actually made us brownies. <laughs> now... I know you feel a little guilty now, but did you feel guilty at the time? No, because I had no awareness. I was an idiot. <laughs> Man, like, it was so cool when you used to go over, like, your friend's house and just watch, like, a ton of movies. And Yeah, yeah, that was, that was a good sleepover. I think we watched Die Hard. I don't remember anything else. It's just those black videotapes that we got. I mean, that's part of, like, the reason that I, like, wanted to do this show, just for, like, stuff like that and memories like that. High school slumber party, baby. But uh, how, how did we get on that topic? Oh, the Leslie Nielsen, oh, Leslie Stanley Nielsen. Kubrick thing. Yeah, the... Leslie Nielsen again. Like, he's one of the first guys when you're younger, at least of our generation, where you're like, this guy's hilarious. Like, yeah, I'll he's see great. anything that this guy's in. And I don't disagree. Like, comedy legend, rest in peace. He's not as funny in this. He's still great, but it's not like... Naked gun Leslie Nielsen. Uh, that part where he like never gets to his phone kills me, though. <laughs> it's, it's great. <laughs> and I guess the only other person of note... Well, I didn't mention... Duh, I said Ernie Reyes Jr. I didn't mention Ernie Reyes Sr., his father in real life. Also like a martial artist and stuntman. He plays the uncle in this film. Not the dad. The dad is a dead king. And um, there's a... St- there's an adopted dad, so I guess he's the dad. And he's just like some dude. Yeah, Mac. Yeah, Mac. He was he just... a sailor for the royal family. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they just hired some guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's like an actor. <laughs> I've never seen him in anything else. <laughs> the other person that I was going to mention is Tone Loke as the lieutenant, Lieutenant Spence. He, he's funny because he's a cop in Ace Ventura, and it's the only other real movie I've seen him in. Yeah, he was a rapper, too. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. Like, like wild thing. Yeah. Funky Comedy. He's got that really distinct voice. Yeah. I just, like, as a kid, always remember, like, Ace Ventura's butt talking to him. Yeah. (laughs) Can I ask you a question? (laughs) Let's get into it. Let's get into this film. Let's let's dive into this beautiful, dramatic masterpiece that is Surf Ninjas. (laughs) It it opens up surfing, (laughs) right? I think so, yeah. I think they start out surfing. Were there some moments that you remembered, some favorite scenes? We don't have to go like oh. through the entire film, because who cares? You know. <laughs> well, I'd say definitely one of my favorite scenes, and, and a reference me and my brother would always make, is when they're moto surfing. 
when they're oh, in the car yeah. and, and they're uh, paddling and pretending they're surfing while they drive through the streets. So dangerous. And apparently that was like a big thing at the high school because these kids get pulled over for moto surfing. Yeah. Which again, it's just like pretending you're in your car surfing. I think later the trend of ghost riding would be similar. Yeah, it's pretty close to ghost riding. Have you ever ghost rided the whip? No, I have not. <laughs> no, I'm like, have I ever tried? I've like joked about it, but like I'm too scared to I lose hope my not. car. It's, it's very stupid. <laughs> that really wasn't popular when we were in high school, ghost riding the whip. Yeah. But I think like a little bit after our generation, because like I think it's like a song about it too. When you get a new car And you're feeling like a star What you gonna do? Ghost riding Pull up, hop out, all in one motion Dancing on the hood while the car's still rolling Stunting, shining, lambosting on one high Off that potion Yeah, not much high school in this film But they're clearly, well at least the older kid is in high school so one of the things I really remembered about this film, like if I had to count like a couple of them, was the the Barbaran. Yeah. Which is a spiritual leader coming to their school. And a lot of the principals like, oh, essentially he's like, you're the only Asian kid here. It's kind of racist. <laughs> yes, it is. He's like, you got to make a presentation for this guy. And, and he forgets. He just and... totally forgot about it. And then that's the best he came up with. It's pretty good thinking. Shorthand thinking. You know? It is. He's lucky that guy's name was Barbaran. Good. Let me put this in your language, dude. This may be a pretty groovy scene for you, but I take it pretty seriously. Are you prepared? I told you, Mr. Dunbar. Everything's under control. No worries, brah. Good. Brah. Brah. I've got nothing. I've got... Hey guys. It's our privilege to welcome one of the world's great spiritual leaders, the Baba Ram of Mikrov. An Asian American student has been persuaded to volunteer and prepare a welcoming presentation, which I've been assured is in the traditional ethnic style. So he sings, they sing Barbara Ann by the Beach Boys, and this part really. I don't know why. I really remembered this part as I don't, a kid. Honestly, I didn't even know that Barbara Ann was a thing. Like, I thought that was the actual song. Like, oh, like the song Bop came from this Ram. movie? Yeah. I always <laughs> thought he was saying Bapa Ram. <laughs> I love uh, uh, the way that people are dressed. They're, like, so 90s. Like The, uh, the, the overalls. Yeah, the yeah. main kid and like, the overalls and, like, a tie-dye shirt. And the baggy clothes. Very 90s. So baggy. But now we, we talked about this a little off-air, like... The baggy fit, not baggy, but like a looser fit is in these days. Because like, I don't know, five, ten years ago, the really tight fit was in. When we were in high school, 
Like, people used to wear, like, youth larges. Or not even just youth large. Like, there was guys wearing girls' jeans. <laughs> it was, we, were, we went to a very emo time in high school. Yeah, know? yeah. It was, like, a scene, you know? I never had, like, girls' jeans, but I had my uncle's, like, 1990s <laughs> super tight Levi's. Oh, really? not Not 1990s. Like, I'd say they were 1980s. So it's weird how, like, the trend of clothes goes from, like, baggy to, like, as tight as hell. Yeah. Baggy, tight as hell. And I feel like, again, it's not baggy anymore, but it's not as tight as it used to be. I never thought I'd be, like, a jogger pants guy, but I- I'm myself wearing jogger pants now. I've, I've given up jeans. Don't, don't pretend that those are jogger pants. What? Your pants right now. Uh, no, these are uh, wrestling Zumba pants. Zumba, yeah. Pants. Zumba. A gift that I-, I gave you. They're pretty great. I look like I'm wearing a red zebra. <laughs> that you killed a red zebra? Yeah. Zubas are so I just bought them because they were funny, but I wear mine all the oh, time. Oh, these are great. I'm, these are like my new inside-the-house pants. <laughs> They're like the most comfortable pants. I feel like getting uh, more of them. So, you know, Kyle got a Giants pair of Zubas, and I saw that there was a hat online that matches it. It's cool. It's a snapback, but it has the Zuba brim, and it says Giants. That's pretty cool. And I'm like, Kyle, you have to get this. He was like, done, and he just got it right there. <laughs> Zuba's not popular while we were in high school. Oh, speaking of hats, I, I brought this up to you. Like, the dude in this wears, like, a San Jose Sharks snapback that would be very in today. Yeah, and I'm, I'm pretty sure my brother had that same hat. I had the Mighty Ducks. He had uh, the San Jose Sharks, and I'm pretty sure it was that hat. <laughs> we, we talked about this on, on the Ducks episode, but growing up, one of the most popular things, like, your parents would, like, Marshalls and get for you were just, like, rando teams or, like, newer teams, like the Sharks, the Ducks... Like uh, the Coyotes. Charlotte Hornets, yeah. Coyotes. Charlotte Hornets Coyotes. was classic. But like, you know, like trying to think of other, but like the Raptors, Toronto Raptors. Like you'd see kids in school with like these random, like newer teams. They're the Grizzlies. Grizzlies. <laughs> yeah, I was never even a basketball fan, but I loved the Charlotte Hornets logo. <laughs> so there was a, a a very famous thing that people said, and I believe it was because of the Hornets. Yeah, the Hornets are eighty. 88, like late 80s, early 90s. Their colors, of course, were teal and purple. Still are, but teal and purple. And from the Hornets till, I think, the Texans, every new expansion team that came out between that era was either purple or teal or both. Hmm. Or shades of it. Yeah, the Grizzlies were, the Sharks were. The the Raptors originally had purple. Oh, they had purple, yeah. Every team. It's like, what? Like, I guess those were like the only really more available colors left. <laughs> it was new. It was hip, yeah. you know? Uh, one can argue like that the Panthers one isn't really teal, but that's definitely not like a traditional blue. I like the Panthers blue. It's nice. Yeah, it's so, cool. They and, even but, call it the Carolina blue. Yeah. But the Jaguars, certainly. Yeah, that was teal. Yeah, like most of the teams. Wow. Can... I never even thought of that. And some teams switched to it. Like, I remember the Pistons, like traditional yeah, yeah. red. Yeah, they were blue and, and red. And then, and then they went to that, like, teal. They had the, the horse, horse logo. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes these movies are not so much about what's happening on screen, like the silliness of Surf Ninjas, but it's about, like, the memories they produce. And these aren't really high school memories for us. They're a little bit before because this is, like, you know, we saw it when we were young. But it just, it, it gets the memory jogging to this, like, silly time. Oh, what I would give to be a kid, though, again. So the key crux of this film is that these two kids are princes. Like I said, their father has passed away. They didn't really know about it, like, till now. 
and a, an army led by Leslie Nielsen, who's now in control of their country somehow. <laughs> you gotta call him Colonel Chi. That's his yeah. proper name. Colonel, Colonel Chi. Chi. I'll call him by his proper name. I don't know why he's a Chi. It's... <laughs> Colonel Chi sends literally an army on U.S. soil, like to just kill these boys. This this movie can get a little violent and not crazy, but there's a lot of guns, you know, and, and they're shot at a lot. And eventually, you know, they just go on this this quest, right? Like they end up on like the boat eventually to the their land, which I thought was just like a little island because every time they were showing it, it was just looked like an island. But apparently, it's like a whole land with cities and villages and. Yeah, it's uh, Patusan. Patusan. I was just looking it up. Yeah, Patusan. I mean, I think it's cool that they invented a whole new country. Yeah, it sounds legit. Like you could, you would think that was like an island or something. like And that. by the way, it was all like it wasn't shot on set or anything like that. It was all shot in Thailand. That part. oh really? They actually shot the second half of the film in Patusan first. Then they came back to L.A. and shot the first part. I mean, it doesn't really matter. You it's know. Interesting. But that's all, like, real Thai stuff, and it's, like, beautiful. Sega went all out. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I could not find the budget for this film at all. I know it made $5 million in total, and I'm sure most of that is from the VHS sales, because when it debuted, it was 13th place in the theater. Wow. Yeah, when you're a kid, $5 million sounds like a lot, but that's, that's actually horrible. No, and when you think of it, like, they moved entire production to Thailand. Yeah, they probably <laughs> lost some money on this one. <laughs> But we're talking about it now, and hopefully there's a revival. But we should mention this, Chris. Where did you watch this film? I watched it on YouTube. For free. So yeah, did I. somebody put it up on YouTube for free. There's actually a couple videos of it on YouTube for free. You know a movie's like not popular when they're not taking that off YouTube. Yeah, I was honestly surprised when I saw it up there. I don't know how streamable it is. Um, I didn't find it on too many streaming services when I looked, but you know, everyone's got YouTube, guys. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It doesn't take that long. And you'll know exactly all the intricacies we're talking about here. Well, how do they wind up on this boat? They're just being chased, right? Like, there's not much to it. Yeah, they're being chased. They get on the boat, and Tone Loke follows him. Yeah. And he gets on the boat, and they kidnap him. They handcuff him, and then he shits out the key and <laughs> unhandcuffs himself because he ate the key last Tuesday. Yeah, and he's always at the key on Tuesdays. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> understand that, but... He's just always shitting keys to make sure he doesn't get handcuffed. We should mention, too, Rob Schneider is like clearly the comedy relief here. The uncle guy has been telling them, like, the, the two kids that they're the princes, but Rob Schneider keeps thinking it's him. Yeah, the, the whole prince. movie, he just doesn't give up that he's the prince, even though the people on the island are Asian. Well, he is Filipino, but I don't think he's supposed to be no, I don't think Asian in the movie. I think way. he's supposed to be white. Like, ironically, he's Filipino, but part Filipino. <laughs> I laughed at his scenes. I don't know. I know it's silly. I know uh, he, it's stupid. But he's definitely he's good in the movies. He's common. He's funny. <laughs> and we haven't mentioned yet because sadly she's so underutilized. Um, the girl I, I read in the IMDb trivia. You wrote down her name, right? Or like yeah, it's I think it's Rome. <laughs> Maybe it, they only mentioned her name once. And her dad's name is Gumbe. Yeah, Gumbe. And they make like a Gumby and Pokey <laughs> reference, <laughs> like Pokey's friend. So she is promised to Johnny, and they had an arranged marriage. Yeah, and she's totally a prop for like most of this film. When they're on the island eventually, and they have to basically ninja up to take their throne back and start a rebellion. By the way, like the whole point of this film is like to start a revolution in a country. How weird is that? Like, these two high school kids are playing a video game. 
<laughs> have to do a revolution in this country. And at one point, she like seduces some troops yeah. using her sex appeal. Yeah, she tells Johnny, he's like, what do you say to her? And she's like, oh, you'll find out on our wedding night. I was like, this is a little sexy yeah. for a movie like this. Well, that's that's 90s kids movies. Like They, they don't really hold back as much <laughs> as they do now. Tone Loke has like a kind of sexual line. <laughs> when he's on the boat and he, you expect him to be pissed off and he's like you know what I'm joining your team like for no reason and he's like I haven't had an adventure in 17 months or anything else for that matter and he's kind of implying sex I didn't even pick yeah, up on that yeah I was like that. whoa wow <laughs> there's a couple moments where Tone Loke gets like I hate to say this but like token black he's like oh if, if my friends in the hood found out I was surfing it'd be over something <laughs> like that <laughs> We're not trying to go in order here. We're just bouncing around. Yeah, it's, we're kind of all over the place here. But so is this film. Like you said, it was fun, and I'm happy you enjoyed it. But I'm not going to say it didn't have a plot, because it did. But Yeah, well, it wasn't put together the greatest, but <laughs> I liked it. I was never confused. You know, I was never like, why are we here? It was just more like... It, yeah, it kind of just flows along. Not too many like great scenes. But no, because there's also a lot of kung fu scenes, a lot of fighting. Yeah. We should mention the younger brother. He is supposed to be a seer, like he can predict things. Yeah, the Game Gear tells him the future. And I think they're playing Surf Ninjas in the Game Gear, right? No, I think I think he's playing Shinobi. Originally. May, yeah, you're probably right. And then it switches to Surf Ninjas, because like, remember they're playing at the end? Yeah, it wouldn't make any sense if Shinobi was predicting the future, <laughs> so yeah, he probably is playing the game. It's like randomly switched to that. So like... I don't know, his role in the film, the little kid, is just essentially to, he's basically saying what's happening, you know? But yeah, he, who cares? So, you know, when they're on this island, I don't want to say not much happens, it's like a beautiful, like, jungle scene, but there's a reason that I really didn't remember a lot of things from this film as a kid, until we got to that kind of final fight scene. Before that, though, there's like the cave scene, and... Like, instead of treasure, he gets swords. Yeah, he finds, like, the magical knives. <laughs> Even Rob Schneider, they, he says that you can't buy these knives. I was laughing at that part. That, yeah, that was good. That's a good Rob Schneider rant about <laughs> how you can't buy knives anywhere. What's there? Your inheritance. Money? No. Something not even money can buy. The knives of Kwan Su. Knives? Oh, yeah, seriously. That's something money can't buy. Knives. Once I went to a cutlery store and said, here's $100,000, can I buy a knife? They said, no, money can't buy knives. Gee, I guess that's why you hardly ever see any of them around. On the third day of the expedition, they came across a giant rubber plant. Unfortunately, they could not cut it down, for as we know, money can't buy knives. Walking around the plant, it continued on the shores of Patusan. Is there no way we can shut this chattering monkey up? You know, I'd cut him, but I don't have a knife. He's like, oh, good, knives. Here's a million dollars. I can't buy any knives with it, though. <laughs> it's funny because when he gets the knives, he just becomes this great warrior. Yeah, he instantly learns kung fu. Because <laughs> Zatch, the the uncle, makes him defend himself. And he just, his body's not, he's not even trying. His legs are flailing around. <laughs> and he just knows how Is to kick. Is that the scene where you see he's ripped? Uh, no, I think the final scene is where he he takes his shirt off and he's shredded. Ooh, high school, high yeah. school kid meat. Uh, this dude, he looked like he was on steroids. He's just shredded. <laughs> Maybe he was. Who knows? <laughs> they kind of just like get set to fight the bad guys. 
interspliced in here, we get a little bit more of those, like, Leslie Nielsen moments. And I'll ask this, like, before we, like, get to our ending. What's your favorite scene of the film? Do you even have one? Uh, well, my favorite scene, I already talked about it, is... It's not really even a scene. It's just my favorite moment is he just can't get to his phone while it's <laughs> ringing. And it, he just keeps getting angry at his, his stupid answering machine. <laughs> I, I wouldn't really say it has too many amazing scenes. <laughs> I like when the one guy, the guy Mac, when the ninjas first invade their house, Mac throws the guy up and his a- the ninja gets his ass burned on the stove. <laughs> it's just classic 90s or... Even when Colonel Chi's hand is malfunctioning and it grabs his own balls. It's just 90s <laughs> balls humor. Like, this movie has it all. Like, Home Alone and even Three Ninjas and this. Like, it was all about, like, the tricks. Like, what tricks kids could do. And this is more like karate or, like, whatever, kung fu, whatever they're doing, ninjutsu. But there is some element of, like, silly, like you said, ball gags, you know? Like, it's just, like... Yeah, I feel like on a, another one of the podcasts I've mentioned, like in the 90s, it was just people were always getting hit in the balls. And it was, <laughs> it's always got a laugh. Like, you don't see as much ball humor as Definitely as not. I don't, I don't know the last time in a movie I saw someone just punt someone in the balls and yeah. like people laugh about it. We do get that here. But I have to say, like, the fight choreography is not that bad. No, it's pretty good. They're clearly, like, well-trained stunt people. Him and his father, look, I don't know their background. I don't know. I'm not too familiar with them. But it wouldn't surprise me if, like, the father trained the son. Yeah, he probably taught him all his stunts. So they have excellent chemistry. So this final scene, well, leading to it, there's, like, a car chase at 1.2, and that's when, like, they first get dynamite. <laughs> yeah, and Rob Schneider throws the dynamite without lighting it. <laughs> and I think there is some place you could see that's, like, probably directly from the game. I'm sure you could, like, throw dynamite yeah, in the Yeah, sure. that was probably a level, like, you get away by throwing dynamite or something like that. Because I ne- that is such a game thing. Right? I never played the game, but... To throw dynamite, though. Like, like that doesn't really happen and in even real life. In that scene, the younger brother, he speaks about how he wants to drive, but the man is holding him down, and he finally gets his chance to drive <laughs> in that scene. He drives the getaway car. And, you know, the final ambush scene, right? Like, they're, they're surrounding this beautiful temple these soldiers. I'm like, there's no way they'd win this fight. But they go in, and it's a fun fight. Again, good fight choreography. Even Rob Schneider's kicking some ass. But the thing I really remember the most from this, when I first thought about doing Surf Ninjas... I think I know what you're going to say. It's like that big guy falling down the stairs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the girl kicks him down the stairs, and then he just keeps... I think he falls down the stairs like three times. Yeah. And it's like a thousand stairs. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, again, beautiful vista, but this guy's like... He probably looked like he probably actually fell down those stairs. Like I think maybe he did, like a yeah. man or something. <laughs> Not all of them, obviously. But. Even at the end of the movie, when everyone's free, he finally gets back up the stairs, and I think they knock him down the stairs one more time. Oh, yeah. When I saw that as a kid, I thought that was so hilarious. Yeah. Because, I mean, we'll get to it, but Johnny's making his speech as king, and he's like, wait, one second, because the guy comes up and is like, He's something along the lines of like we won already, or like your guys lost, and the guy Maybe, kind of throws himself. Yeah, he throws stairs. himself. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, one second. Oh, 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 oh. Newsflash: Your side lost. Oh. 
And that's honestly the most memorable part of this film. That's how you can know what kind of film we're talking about, guys. If I think the most memorable part for me is yeah, a guy falling guy down the stairs. Yeah, guy falling down the stairs. Probably not that great, but... <laughs> but again, it's one of these things, if you saw this movie, you're probably going to enjoy watching it. If I had a kid, though, I'd make him watch this movie. <laughs> Force him. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's cool. Like I feel like a kid would be like, oh, this is what you watched as a kid? This is interesting. Maybe they'll make like a uh, high-quality version. I'm sure there's a DVD or a Blu-ray. I, I think they did release a DVD. I don't know about Blu-ray, but... No, definitely not a Blu-ray. Yeah. yeah. You can get the DVD 896 on Prime. It's a good deal. <laughs> and it has that classic cover. Now that I remember it so much, it's like Rob Schneider and, and the kids like on a surfboard and like Leslie Nielsen like drowning. You know one of my favorite scenes is when they're surfing and Rob Schneider just never surfs. <laughs> oh, at the beginning. And yeah. he always he keeps waxing his board. And he's like, oh, I'm just waxing the board. And then like, oh... Well, it's time to go, Rob. Oh, I was about to get in. <laughs> this is classic uh, 90s doofus. It's so simple, this humor. It's so simple. How do they end up defeating Leslie Nielsen? I can't even remember. So he can't get wet. Like, oh, yes, yes. And uh, his hand, something. he gets a little wet, I think, and his hand starts malfunctioning. It seems like, too, like that the Game Gear is like hacking into his protocol because like he's touching buttons and you're seeing him get more electric-y yeah it's, so, it's something about i think he just got wet and he's choking himself and then the 90s ball grabbing happens <laughs> and uh johnny ends up kicking him into water and he gets electrocuted and he dies i think he might just push him in the water i'm not you I'm think not sure he exactly. dies i was gonna ask i'm pretty sure he dies yeah like, there was a lot more death in 90s kids <laughs> movies than now too and the weirdest thing to me about this movie on this watch is Johnny becomes king, his brother becomes like prince. The girl, and I, I told you there's a redeeming moment. Because the whole time I'm thinking like, well this is pretty sexist but then she's like, you know I was kind of, like my dad was kind of making me do this and then she ends up being like I don't really know if I can marry you but we can date. Yeah. Which like is less creepy to me so I was like totally okay with that. Like, yeah, she's I, not forced into being with him. Yeah, it's not like teen marriage like a forced teen marriage. But they're dating and it's all good. So she's like kind of the princess or whatever. Or I forgot like her official title. And with all his power, and these people love him, they fought for him. People died for this guy to be king. And yeah. in like two seconds, he does the American things and gives up his crown and, and declares that the country is a democracy now. Yeah, he just he just decides like you know I, I I'm a king here, but forget this. I'm gonna go back to the United States and go back to high school. Yeah, he's like, well, we need to take our SATs. You're all free now. <laughs> their reaction. I know it's a kids' movie. I know I'm looking too into it, but their reaction. The people. I'm surprised they were not like, no, stay, or at least be like, what the hell? People died for you, yeah. man. This this is all we mean to you. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. See, this is okay, but I don't know. I feel like they need to like show kids that like you know going to school is cool and this might be a fantasy but just live your life and go to college yeah i hated going to school as a kid but now i really miss high school and just a simpler time of life you know it probably is better than being a king well, I, I don't know about that, that yeah, but... <laughs> i have to take that back but it's certainly like i used to like dread it no i liked some parts of it i dreaded other parts of it but now it's like you don't need money, really. You're at a place every day where you hang out with your friends oh, and learn great. things. The only, you, know? you need like three dollars yeah. to buy egg sandwich. <laughs> you know, it's like, but you're not paying rent, you know. 
Uh, it's definitely simpler times. Nostalgia. I love it. I love it. Anything else you want to mention about Surf Ninjas? Well, at the end of the movie, they have the uh, big Baba Ram scene, and the Baba yes. Ram guys there, and they're all singing Baba Ram. I so I didn't remember that for some reason. I didn't really either. And I was like, wow. So I remembered this Bar- Barbaran guy, and they really only use it at the beginning, and like we're not going to see this guy again. And then we see him at the end, and he's like happy to see Johnny, and yeah. I I liked that. And then th- th- that's the really cool Barbaran number because they actually sing like the real Barbaran song, and and, and the Barbaran has like. A really high voice and yeah. I laughed. I'm sorry, it's silly it that good. I laughed. It was good. <laughs> I know we were all over the place with this one and you know, we're just having fun and I didn't expect to talk too much about the film because it's it's such a silly clusterfuck. But I notice now that I look over at you, you have three pages of notes. No, four pages. F- four pages. What did you write on there? Uh, one's uh, 20 Ninjas Invade House. <laughs> oh, we didn't talk about that. No. The, the key. <laughs> or when uh, Zatch blows up the house when the ninjas invade it. There's also a great scene we left out. <laughs> it's just a, forget this house. I'm just going to blow it up. You know, our home is that house back there on Ocean Park. I don't think you want to go back there, man. Our pal Long John Silver here left the gas on. Real bright. I mean, what if the house blows? Oh! Jeez. Oh! It's our home. She blew up our home. I had no choice. Now you have no choice but to come with me. It's your destiny. I can't believe I just did that. But what of this one? The commoner. Ron just blew him up. I am responsible for the destruction of my best friend's personal property. What are you talking about? You didn't do anything. Something happened. I don't know what it is, but it happened. And now every time I say what if, it comes true. I said what if the house blew up, and it blew up. I have this tremendous responsibility. What if I lose this power? Oh my god, I just said what if I lose this power? I just had this power and I blew it. I had it and I lost it. (laughs) Every scene is, and then the ninjas were chasing them. And then the ninjas were chasing them. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It, basically, this whole movie is just a big ninja chase scene. You know what we really didn't talk about? Which is a shame. I mean, we're still on. We can still do this. How he trains the entire like rebellion army to surf. They build surfboards. And then he doesn't really train them. They just do it. And there's a cool scene where like, they Yeah, invade. it's like 30 guys surfing. Yeah. How are we forgetting that? I don't know. This is surf ninjas, and we forgot the moment where the ninjas actually surf. <laughs> and they all yell Quan Su. Do we find out what that means? No, there's no no explanation. They even ask at one point, like, "Oh, I wonder what that means." People seem to like it. Quan Su, dudes. <laughs> and even Rob Schneider surfs at that moment. Yeah, Rob Schneider. That, that's even like that's a big point in the movie. They're like, "Oh, he actually surfed this time." Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's a pretty <laughs> epic scene, actually. Like the stunt coordinator again. I guess it was like, you know, the father and son duo. But they must have gotten like a decent amount of surfers. Yeah, because it's it's hard to surf with that many people around. There always that's a thing with surfing is like you stole my wave. Like they're always fighting over waves. Yeah, they got I wonder twenty how they guys like going at once because they run into each other. I'm assuming. I never surfed. I boogie boarded. I remember as a kid boogie boarding and a wave 
took me under and just slammed me all over the bottom <laughs> of the ocean. You know how boogie boards had the cord yeah. attached to it was just dragging me as a child around the ocean. How much does that hurt when you like It, it was awful. Like my shoulder right into the sand. That Ugh. shit was rough. Ugh. Would you watch boogie board ninjas? No, no. Boogie boarding's lame. It's not <laughs> surfing is way cooler. It's just I never did it, so Um, one note as like we have it on in the background. Mitch Hurwitz, who is the creator of, like, a big TV creator, he created Arrested Development. Apparently he was an extra in this film as Surf Guy number two or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you gotta get your start somewhere, right? That's pretty good. Now the story of a wealthy family who lost everything, and the one son who had no choice but to keep them all together. Easy, simple, digestible film. Before we, like, rate it and talk about some other stuff, I do have a little quiz for you, Chris. So as I mentioned... The film was 14th place at the box office. Not great, not great. Made $2 million, which is pretty good for 14th place, honestly. If you can name five of the films that were ahead of it in the ranking, whatever, you'll get a varsity letter. I haven't given one out in a while. Did you have a varsity letter in high school? No. I played played one game of varsity hockey, and then I broke my leg (laughs) jumping off something, and then I didn't play again. So they didn't. You didn't. Uh, they didn't give you one. I think you no. mentioned it on the Mighty Ducks episode. You should have got one. I, th- I think you can earn one today. So can you name? You know what? What year? Let's make this, it easier. What year Let's make did it this easier. come out? This is August twentieth, nineteen ninety-three. We'll make it easier. If you can name one film of the fourteen ahead of it, I'll give it to you. Uh, but you'll get five guesses. Nineteen ninety-three. I have no idea. I can't. I can't <laughs> even name one. Maybe Terminator 2. Sounds like, <laughs> sounds like a 1993 maybe, maybe, movie. Alright, if you're not going to venture a guess, I'll name these. The number one film in America was The Fugitive. The number two film in America was some film I never heard of, Hard Target. I never heard of that. The number three film in America, The Secret Garden. I remember that movie. That movie sucks. <laughs> I was like, like, It's like a British movie, I think. <laughs> I feel like... Somebody had, like, polio or something in there? Now, now, like... I saw the movie that was awful. Now boys and girls kind of watch the same things. Like, boys and girls both go to Frozen, you know? But when we were young, like, this is a boys movie. Yeah, that was definitely a girls movie. Surf Ninja was a boys movie. And the girls watched The Secret Garden. Yeah. (laughs) It it was something about, like, a little girl, right? I know I saw that movie. It It was horrible. Like, maybe because I was a boy. Yeah, like, oh. I really did not enjoy it. A plot? (laughs) So the fourth movie, fourth place that week, Rising Sun. I'm not too familiar with that one. Fifth place, big movie. It was, it's, let's see, 11th week out, and it was still fifth place. This was probably the big movie of that summer. Can you name it? I'm going to say Independence Day. No, that's a little bit later. That's later. Um... I don't know. I don't know what came Jurassic out. Park. Oh, really? It's, yeah. That's, I saw that in the movie theater as a kid, and I fell asleep. But <laughs> I, I, was, I, I was six years old. I was yeah. about to say, what am I, six years old? That makes sense. So the, the sixth place movie was a movie called In the Line of Fire. All these movies, like what? Seventh place movie you've definitely seen. It's a kid's movie. It's about an animal. I know that's so bad for the 90s because there's so many. This one doesn't talk. But the boy has to free this animal. Oh, free Willy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, free Willy. Then Heart and Souls, The Firm, Sleepless in Seattle, Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday, 
which definitely wasn't the final one. Robin Hood Men in Tights. The Classic. Me- <laughs> yes, very good one. The Meteor Man. I remember that. That's with Robert Townsend. Oh, yeah! <laughs> he used to be on some sitcom. I can't remember the name of it. I forgot. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, though. I forgot that sitcom. I would have never guessed any of these movies, though. <laughs> and then Surf Ninjas. Wow. I'm, I'm surprised Free Willy was that low. Uh, yeah, but that was Free Willy. This is the first week of Surf Ninjas. Free Willy was... I was out for a while. Sixth week. Of but do you hear Willy. that lineup? Movies were better back then. Half of these movies, I don't even know, okay? I don't know, but I just feel like movies aren't that good anymore. I know this is an unpopular opinion, (laughs) but I feel like they don't try anymore. So after that was Manhattan Murder Mystery, which is a Woody Allen film, but then Rookie of the Year, Searching for Bobby Fischer, and The Last Action Hero. So, But the thing is, like in the summer, especially back then, you didn't necessarily see a movie its first week, you know? Like, let's see the movies. Oh, I haven't seen this one. Okay. Like, that's why movies would linger in the theaters. Now, they're in the theater, and, like, the and big ones stay, but it's like, you're there, and then gone. you're gone. Yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll be in the movie max two months in the movie the theater. The most, yeah. yeah. Most are, like, three weeks. Yeah. And then they're, like, on demand and in, like, you, a couple months. Exactly. You just have to wait, like, like two years for, like, a VHS <laughs> tape. It felt like it. <laughs> maybe maybe my kids' time... Uh, like my sense of time as a child wasn't very good, but it felt but like two it definitely years. wasn't like two months. It was like long, it is now, like a couple months. Like even like Joker's out on digital, and that didn't come out that long ago. No. All right, Chris, it's time for you to give a grade to Surf Ninjas, a weird film to grade. Now, just a little heads up: Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it eleven percent. It's not very good. But the audience. It had a good score. So sixty-eight percent, yeah, which is not that bad. And everywhere, people like the audience really liked it. And I think it's like a nostalgia thing. And there's fourteen thousand nine hundred audience scores. So it's not like a couple chumps just saw it. That's a lot of people are ranking this. Yeah. So now in high school slumber party, we change things up a little. That we give it like an A plus to an F ranking because it's school report card grade. So how would you grade Surf Ninjas? I might be grading it a little high, but I'm going to give it a C plus for the nostalgia. Not bad, not bad. It's you, like it's not great, but it's it's a little it's definitely better than most kids movies. I'm going to read some of the uh on Tomatoes some of the reviews. This is a bad review, but I thought it was a good one. It's a real riot when a guy goes tumbling and thumbling down a 300-step flight of stone stairs only to climb back up and do it again. What an inspired comedy. <laughs> bad review. But I laughed. It's the best scene in the movie. I laughed. Get out of here. What do ninjas and surfers have to do with each other? You've got me. (laughs) These people, they just sound miserable. (laughs) But this one is a good review. An inoffensive slice of summertime fun. And I think that's how I feel about it. I'm going to give it C-. minus. You know, I I don't know if I could recommend it to people, but that's not that bad, you know? it's, It's passing. It's C. I had fun. I think if you've seen it, it's a C plus or even a B minus, you know. If you haven't seen it, probably more of a C minus. Yeah. D range, you know. It's certainly not an F. It definitely got some nostalgia points with me. It yeah, it definitely was super fun. And clearly it gets nostalgia uh from, you know, people who watch it, like and people who are reviewing it. <laughs> Sorry. The first like person review is this. I love this as a kid, but I don't think I want to watch it again. I'm sure it won't hold up. <laughs> it really does, though. Like, I'll give you an example. Camp Nowhere, I loved as a kid. 
watching it as an adult, it's horrible. I don't think but I've seen that one. It's it's like the movie where the kids are all supposed to go to summer camp and their parents uh, give them money, but then they just keep the money and they make their own camp. Christopher Lloyd's in it. Oh, it stinks yeah. though. It's so bad. I forgot. But about as a that kid, movie. that movie's amazing. Probably because Jessica it's what Alba's you would want to do. Yeah, she is. I think. Wow, I forgot about that movie, but it's it sucks. He's in. It's no Surf Ninjas. <laughs> One thing that I forgot to mention is this director, Neil Israel. He's actually a very, very, very popular director, believe it or not. Sounds familiar. So he's very famous for his comedies. He did all the Police Academy movies, or most of them, which, again, you either love those or hate those. They're very silly. But he did a Bachelor Party, a Tom Hanks film. It's a good movie. He did Real Genius. I don't know if you've seen that. It's, um, I, who's in Real Genius? Is it Val Kilmer? Like he's in college? Uh, Look Who's Talking To. I hate those movies. <laughs> I mean, he's a well-respected, even TV director, but comedy director. And I don't know. I don't think people list this as one of the films when talking about him that is most popular. Okay. You've answered this question before, but now it's Surf Ninjas themed. If you had to bring a sleeping bag to the party, the slumber party that's surf ninjas themed, what would it look like? This movie, I would definitely have to bring like a Ninja Turtles sleeping bag. <laughs> it, I feel like it goes with the theme. And, and he was in Ninja Turtles too. Yeah. I, I didn't even put that together for that part, but uh, definitely Ninja Turtles. Well, what I know is I'm going to sleep wearing one of these like surf ninjas headbands. Yeah. How cool was it like to have a headband like that as a kid? Like. Well, at my uh, 30th birthday party, you were away. We went to a ninja restaurant. Oh, they yes. actually gave me a headband like that. I still have it. It's pretty great. <laughs> oh, I missed that one. But I think my sleeping bag would either, you know, you know what? Fuck it. My sleeping bag's going to look like the stairs that the guy falls down, you know? That's pretty. I didn't know that was an option. You, you could, could make anything you, you want, yeah. I'm still going with the Ninja Turtles, <laughs> So I, I think this might influence this next question. So this category is called rent two movies get one free remember when you were younger and you went to blockbuster and you were gonna rent a movie but they're like oh if i rent two i get one more yeah and for especially for a sleepover it's like this is a cool idea so you and i were having this slumber party we've rented surf ninjas what else are we renting what else is gonna like you know fit in with this theme uh even though i said three ninjas isn't very good i'd probably go three ninjas yeah this is another ninja movie but and... but you know what you and i both Old school wrestling fans from back in the day. Let's rent number three. Yeah, we got to get the Hulk Hogan one. <laughs> Wait, let me see what it's actually called. There's this line in that where that kid says something, and he's like, he just has the worst lisp ever. The Colt kid, the middle kid, it's oh, yeah. so bad. What are their names like, again? Tom Tom and Tom Tom's a little fat kid. <laughs> I don't know the oldest kid's name. Rocky. Yeah, Rocky. And because like Rocky Colt. loves someone. Yeah. Rocky Colt and Tom Tom. <laughs> okay. Hulk Hogan plays a guy named Dave Dragon. I, oh, I wish this was a high school movie. Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain. Well, you know, my buddy, Mike Manzi, on his show Third Time's a Charm, who does third films, maybe I'll convince him to do this one. Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain. Oh my god. So what's your third film? Uh, it's gotta be something surfing or something ninja. No, I mean, it could be anything you're feeling like. Cause I thought you were gonna pick like a Turtles film, or which is also Ninjas. I like the third Ninja Turtles. Really? Everyone hates. Everyone hates. I really one. like that one. I think it's good. Everyone hates Where that they're one. Like in the sam- that one goes with this one perfect. They're, uh, they go back in time. 
I don't know what's it, what it's exactly called. That one's called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. It's like Turtles in Time? Or is that a video game or something? That was a video game, right? But, like, I, I think it's, like, based off this, right? Or, like, one way or another. It's not called Turtles in Time, though. Apparently not. I thought it was, though, right? It sounds... Because right. the second one is The Secret of the Ooze. Yeah. We'll just call it Turtles in Time. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. They go to, like, feudal Japan, right? Yeah. I love that one. I don't know why nobody likes it. So three third films. Unfortunately, we never got a Surf Ninjas sequel. So we can never get a a Surf Ninjas 3. But, you know, there's still time, I guess. (laughs) There's a podcast. I don't know if they continued with it. I forgot the name. If I remember the name, I'll, like, mention it in the outro. But there's a podcast. It's a Hulk Hogan podcast. But they only do Hulk Hogan movies. Really? Yeah. There's that many? No, so that's what I'm saying. Like, this is from two years ago I saw it. So they must have ended, but it, it, that is a fun run. Look how shredded he is. It's ripped. Sorry, we have the movie on in the background. Yeah. So, I mean, because, look, there's, like, Rocky, right? Like, it's one of the Rockies. That's Rocky III. Um, there's this. There's, like, Mr. Mom. Not Mr. Mom. What is it called? Where he's, like, a, you know, he's, like, a nanny. Yeah. I, Mr. Nanny? No, I think it is Mr. Mom. No, Mr. Mom has, like, is a... Is that the Michael Keaton Michael one? Keaton, yeah. Hulk, I know, yeah, I know Hogan, there is nanny. a movie where he's like, he's like a nanny or something. Mr. Nanny. Oh, okay. They always try to do this, like, the pacifier of Vin Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was one, nah, the rock one was like a tooth fairy yeah, one. Yeah, tooth, but still, like, you know. Well, Chris, uh, anything else you want to mention? Anything you want to plug? Anything, you know, if you want people to follow you on things or anything else from the movie or, or life in general? Um, if you want to see, um... A lot of dumb hockey videos or uh, <laughs> pictures of hairless cats. You can follow me on Instagram. It's Krastofa, C-H-R-A-S-T-O-P-H-A. Uh, I go to uh, way too many Rangers games. So. Not not this year so much. No, I've only been to one. I'm going to one in a couple of weeks. We went to the Hartford Wolfpack game the other night. Yeah, we were just in Hartford. Fun. Was, not much to talk fun. about, but it was fun. <laughs> it's a pretty empty city, but it was actually kind of nice. Yeah, it was a it definitely a different pace than New York, and you wouldn't think that in the Northeast, but it, it was definitely pretty cool. Well, you know, always a pleasure to have you on. Always a pleasure to talk these movies because I don't know who would. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Not too many people uh, are as familiar with Surf Ninjas as me. I think I'm kind of an expert. But... I don't know because when we did Airborne, I thought that it was going to be the same thing, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, Airborne! I forgot about that." I think we're going to get a similar reaction. I hope so. I feel like I did horrible on that one. I apologize. <laughs> no, I enjoyed Hey, I don't know if we've talked about this on air. Maybe we did or maybe we didn't. And guys, I know we're sorry. Like, this is an ending. But how about that guy on Instagram? Oh, yeah. Pocket we, Mitchell. Pocket Mitchell. Okay, so if you guys aren't familiar with Airborne, definitely check out that episode in the archives. But Airborne is a pretty obscure movie, I'd say. <laughs> and... I don't want to diss this guy. Follow him, please, no, he, because he's a, he's my hero. He's a gem. Yeah, he he's amazing. I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm condescending or something, but this guy has like made like a little. It's like a Lego or like a. It's it's like not Lego. I think it's like Mega Blocks. Yeah, right? I love his account though. I'm not I'm not kidding. I really love it. <laughs> it's like a a version of Mitchell in that film, but now he's gone to like the. Uh, he has Wiley too. Yeah, yeah, Wiley. Yeah, he has Wiley as well. Which is like the Seth Green character. I don't know if they're official or if he just really customized them really well. No, he definitely customized them. They never released toys. Yeah, for that well, movie. I don't know. He made customs and he just takes like photography of like them doing things and like 
quotes from the movie. Yeah, Chris, Let pull it up on your phone so we can account. plug this guy's Instagram. So if you're a fan of Airborne or if you're not, please, this is the most obscure, random Instagram I've ever seen. It's pocket.mitchell. Pocket.mitchell on Instagram. Oh my god. He followed High School Slumber Party after we did the, the Airborne episode, and I think he might have followed you, too. Yeah, yeah, he did. He followed me. So he must have listened to it. Probably a big fan of Airborne. And... I followed him back, so oh, I, me too. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of his. I look forward to it now. Can you just pull up one of the, the images I, I want to kind of see? Uh, yeah, like for example, he'll like have his Mitchell like toy, and I'll just put him like next to like ice pops, and have a quote like, "Who doesn't love the colors of this season?" I like, think he even has like a hockey guy thing or something like the license plate in the movie. Yeah, this guy is a diehard fan of this film. I just I love that this exists. I, I love it so much. Well, Chris, if, if we've done anything in our lives, if our legacy is finding out that this guy exists... And, and like I feel like we made his day by doing that podcast, because how many <laughs> airborne podcasts are there? I'd venture to say that we are probably the only people who've ever podcasted about airborne. But hey, if not, let me know. <laughs> All right, Chris, well, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always a blast having my good friend Christopher Carroll on the podcast. Big thank you to him for taking out the time. Though it didn't seem like, you know, it was too much of a bother because I think he really enjoyed this film and it's short and like I said, it's harmless. And hope you guys enjoyed our podcast on Surf Ninjas. I hope you watched it on YouTube or own the DVD or somehow rented it on a streaming service, even though I couldn't find the possibility of that happening. But you know, so awesome, so awesome. And by the way, follow Ernie Reyes Jr. on Instagram. He seems like a really cool dude, so that made me happy. <laughs> so guess what? Next week we kind of have a similar theme. Your homework is going to be something in the same vein. So I hope you did your homework for this week, because if this week's homework was like the first level of the class, like 101, this is going to be 102. I guess... Teen Martial Arts Film 102. You know, the advanced class. We're talking about a big one next week. We're talking about a classic. We're talking about Mr. Miyagi. We're talking about Ralph Macchio. We're talking about the lovely Elizabeth Shue. We're talking about The Karate Kid. This is it. This is the end of the line. Telling me. Did I tell you about the pool here? For Daniel LaRusso. Is this the only pool you guys got? The future seemed far from terrific. This place is a dump. You should go back to New Jersey. Hey, I know it's hard, but we're not quitters, are we? Until I... he met the hey, right I girl. She's beautiful. I say she's beautiful. I think she's beautiful. <laughs> is that your address? You got it. But that only angered the wrong guy. Uh, nice, definitely. You gotta be nuts. And his troubles really began. You have to push it. Then, in one man, he found a teacher. I promise teach karate. And a friend. Fighting all his last answer. How did you do that? I don't know. First time. Power. Whole body. Yeah. Make a perfect picture. How do I know if my picture's the right one? 
If come from inside you, always right on. Lesson about the balance, not just karate. Lesson for all life. Why train? So I won't have to fight. Hey, karate kid, let's take a move. No points or no points. You're dead meat. I don't have much of a cheering section. You got me. In the end, it will be in Daniel's hands. In his body. And most of all, in his mind. Concentrate, focus, power. Remember, balance. No mercy. Columbia Pictures presents The Karate Kid. Hey, what kind of belt do you have? Canvas. You like? <laughs> J.C. Penny, 398. <laughs> You're the best around. Billy Zapka, Cobra Kai, Pat Morita, if I haven't mentioned him already. Oh, we're talking a lot, a lot of fun things next week. And we're talking this classic with a classical human being, a frequent guest on High School Slumber Party, the substitute teacher, the resident senior, the highest ranking you could give a guest on High School Slumber Party. We're talking to Mike Manzi, and he's going to be stopping by, and oh my god, I'm so excited to be talking about The Karate Kid. I don't know why I waited this long. I love this movie. I hope you do too. So watch The Karate Kid somewhere, and come back next week, same bat time, same bat channel. Fridays are for fun here on High School Slumber Party and the Cage Club Podcast Network. That's cageclub.me. It's cageclub.me. <sighs> now, in the words of Lance Storm, allow me to be serious for a moment. I am so devastated by the images that we're seeing out of Australia with these Australian bushfires. I know we have some listeners in Australia and... I don't know if you're in affected areas or not, but regardless, you know, just know that we're all here around the world and here at the high school slumber party. Everyone who's involved with the show, we're thinking about Australia. All our thoughts are there for the people and the animals. I'm an animal lover and it's so, so really devastating to see. And hopefully, hopefully things get better soon. Um, if you have the means to donate, I encourage you to donate. Look up a reputable charity. I don't know enough about Australian charities. Google it, and I'm sure you'll find some reputable ones. I know they have lists on the news. And if you can donate, if not, just give a shout-out to a friend of yours in Australia and be like, we're thinking about you right now because, oh my God, images are so devastating. And I just, I just needed to mention it because, yeah, I mean, for obvious reasons. Whew. Kind of hard to pivot from that, but, you know, levity's important in life, in all situations. So, I guess I'm going to leave you with, well, what other track would I leave you with? I'm going to leave you with Barbara Ann. But this, <laughs> I'm going to leave you with the version that they sing at the end of Surf Ninjas. Thank you so much. Your listening right now means so much to me. Really appreciate it. And again, once again. Love you, Australia. Later, dudes.
you're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.